Hey everyone, welcome back to Fearless Just Fuck the Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. I am back in Studio A today. If you guys are actually watching from YouTube or on Spotify and can see the visuals, if you have not been with this podcast very long, I'll give you a little quick rundown on why this studio is so important to me and why the topic of today's podcast actually went quite well with this um, being back in this studio. So when we first started the podcast here at Sticky Paws, I was going through a really interesting time where I knew nothing about podcasts and I knew I really wanted to start this. And I wound up at Sticky Paws through a friend of a friend and it was a really interesting situation. And I remember coming in this podcast the first day with notes, like notes on notes on notes on what to talk about, how to talk, what I should do. And I was like a deer in headlights. And I remember my friend John, who owns the studio here, walked in and was like, can I give you some advice? <laughs> and I was like, please, please give me some advice. And he was like, you need to drop the notes. Like, forget about what you're doing and just sit here and act like you're having a conversation over coffee with friends. And I remember thinking like, well, that sounds so fucking easy coming from you. And it was such an interesting lesson I had to learn on getting over my fears and getting out of imposter syndrome and dealing with a little bit of identity crisis. And that is the reason why I think it's so funny that today I actually wound up back in this studio when we don't even use this studio anymore for Fearless because the topic today is about existential existential crises and identity loss, identity theft, and imposter syndrome. And I know we've revisited this topic quite a few times. And if you're uh, an active listener to Fearless, you'll you'll notice the commonalities of why these things kind of fall into play on a lot of these different topics. And yeah, I just thought it was so interesting that I'm back in the studio by myself talking about this because the other thing that goes hand in hand with this was I was always scared to talk by myself. I started the podcast and had a lot of fear of public speaking, um, a lot of fear of my own identity and putting that on a public platform to have people literally watch me try and find myself again. But that was one of the main messages of Fearless was to put yourself out there and not let fear control your life. And here I am about, I would say, almost three years in now, still going back through that journey of trying to figure out how to navigate those, you know, those problematic thoughts that can come into your mind, those intrusive thoughts that make you question who you are. So I thought today would be a really great time to talk about identity theft because as I was sitting in my bathroom doing my makeup, getting ready for this morning's podcast, I was having all of these intrusive thoughts and feelings. And I've had quite a few times where I've dropped the ball on Fearless where I've had so many things going on, forgotten to actually get guests on with enough time, had guests cancel, wound up in a position like today where I've had to record by myself and I've canceled on myself because I didn't want to sit here and face the cameras alone. And so when those thoughts come up now, I really try and take a deep look at why that's actually happening, why that's showing up for myself. So I jotted a, qu a couple quick notes down that were coming up for me and I really think that this would be a good topic to share with you guys because not only will you experience these things as you're chasing the unfamiliar, I think that these topics will come up for you throughout your life over different you know, events that you go through when you're trying to discover who you are, what you want to be, what your career path is, or if you're in a position like me where, you know, maybe you're kind of into your like, I don't want to say quarter life crisis, but kind of in that position where you're like, I don't know if I know for sure what I want to be doing anymore, or maybe my message is changing, or maybe I need to let go of something from my past in order to move forward. Because I do think that's a huge thing that not a lot of us look at that we create identities for ourselves based on survival. And sometimes those versions of yourself need to get actually left in the past for you to be able to move forward. So 
I want to start really quick by kind of going over, you know, the transition. And when Fearless started, at least for me, um, it was based off a lot of trauma. And if you go back to season one of Fearless in the very first, I would say like 10 episodes, we cover a lot about healing from trauma, healing from things that you've been through as an individual that have shaped you into somebody that you're trying to maybe let go of, or, you know, you're in a position where you're trying to navigate out of some not so favorable things. And we kind of went over the ideas of what narcissistic abuse can do to you about what emotional and psychological abuse can do to you and how it can cause a, um, a loss of self and identity crisis. And when I think of what identity crisis is, I could probably think about it in a couple different ways. Um, you could go through an identity identity loss by being in a situation, environment, relationship, job, um, just a situation that's not for your best good that is causing you to you know lose your identity. And I also think that that can come from not knowing who you are originally. So you wind up in places and positions that kind of suck you dry. So when I, I'll just give you a little bit of a rundown, but back when this all happened to me, I lacked boundaries. I didn't really know what I wanted. And I wound up in a situation that kind of made me a shell of who I was. So after I got out of this particular situation, I really had to take a deep dive to figuring out who Christina was again. And that was my identity loss back then. So Fast forward and why I think this is important to talk about is we are years later and I have personally created the life that I always wanted for myself, found my why, which I think is really important and gotten back to who I truly was as myself. And I still will have those moments of being like, what the fuck am I doing? And that has led me to believe that you will continuously and potentially experience imposter syndrome and that feeling of loss of self or lack of identity at different portions of your life, even when you're feeling your best, because there are moments of you taking a look at what you're doing and either one, needing to detach from the version of yourself that got you there because that version of yourself was created to help you survive. And now the next level of what you're getting to requires a different version of yourself. And that can be really scary. And that can also make you feel very lost. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I kind of wanted to share, you, share with you a little bit of that journey into what that is feeling like and why these things happen. And I'm no expert. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor nor a teacher. I am simply sharing with you guys my own life experiences and hope that it can connect with you on some level. So take it for what it is and take it with a grain of salt and just understand that. I am also learning just as much as you guys are learning. And I think that's the beauty of what Fearless has created. Um, this isn't a podcast you can come to for psychological advice, but these are purely ideologies that I'm discovering about myself and I'm hoping that, that they translate. But um, George, one of our producers here just came in and I was talking to him about the whole identity crisis thing. And he was like, yeah, I'm kind of having like an existential crisis as well. And I'm like, well, what does that exactly mean? And, you know, I looked at the definition of it and it says in psychology and psychotherapy, existential crises are inner conflicts characterized by the impression that life lacks meaning or by confusion about one's personal identity. And that to me kind of hit home with what I was explaining to you guys about that, like loss of sense of self and identity. And it was conflicting for me because like, I think I said a little bit previous, I feel like I know exactly who I am right now. And maybe some of you guys can relate to this, but just because you know exactly who you are, doesn't mean that something or some time period of your life can't make you feel like you don't know what you're doing anymore. And this 
I'm still trying to figure out like why these things happen, how to deal with them, how to adjust and, you know, what to look at internally while you're experiencing experiencing these things. You can maybe take a deeper look. So, you know, one of the things that the things that kind of go along with this is imposter syndrome and how I've explained this in the past in my understanding. And the best way to kind of articulate it is those intrusive thoughts that might come to you when you are chasing after something new or in new environments that make you feel that you are not good enough, not worthy enough, or not in a position to be the, to be doing what you're doing. Um, you'll have intrusive thoughts that sound like, who am I to be doing this? Am I good enough for this? You know, are people going to make fun of me? You have all those negative, those, those negative thoughts that come through verse. I really want to do this. This is my why. This is my reason I can do this. You, you, it's more on like the negative side. And that can come from a lot of different things that can come from your environment, the circle of people that you're hanging out with, or it can just purely come from the way that you grew up. If you grew up in an environment that wasn't very motivating or encouraging. Um, and for me, I think it just came from being more of a shy, introverted person because a lot of the things that I wanted to do in my life required me to step out of my comfort zone and get out of my shell and really put myself out there. For instance, this podcast. And to me, it you know put me on a platform to be judged and scrutinized. And we all know that the internet and social media is not the most kind place for people, but that is kind of what comes with, you know, putting yourself out there. And in this day and age, social media is incredibly important to get your message out. So that is also one of the reasons why I think knowing your why is so important, because if you truly know your why and why you are doing something, the outside noise won't matter as much because you know what you're doing. So when people are, you know, stuck in these positions, I really encourage them to figure out what their why is, whether that's why they're chasing a certain career, why they're chasing a certain project, why they feel the need to sit in front of a microphone and get the message out. And that's what I always try and circle back to whenever I'm feeling lost. And George actually, who has been my, who was my original producer on this show and has seen the very first episodes and has listened in on, you know, the most recent ones, whenever I'm feeling a little bit lost, I've always kind of gone back to him and also John as well, because I've known them since the beginning to, you know, get a little bit of a reminder. And they've both always encouraged me to go back and revisit your why go back and revisit the first few episodes and listen in on why you were doing the things that you were doing. And it seems so simple but I never thought to do that. So that is also something that you can consider if you're in a position where you're not feeling yourself or you're a little bit confused, you're at a point where you're like, I don't know what direction to go, go back and revisit the reason why you started something. And typically, I think that you will find in there what you need to find. And for me, going back and listening to those first few episodes, I heard the <laughs> scared, but also very motivated and driven version of myself. And kind of saw the creation of why this all started. And I'll tell you why this is conflicting because at this point, I've transitioned so much out of that old version of myself, which is also contributing to a little bit of that, you know, crisis where I felt like that old version of myself needed to stay in order to be successful because that was the version of myself that got me quote unquote, the balls to get here and got me the nerve to get behind a microphone. And I thought by subconsciously maybe losing that version of myself, I would lose everything else. And so that 
in an interesting way made me shy to show up again because now I'm showing up as a completely different person but in a good way. But in my head, that seems so conflicting. Um, I've also talked about this subject with a lot of friends who have dealt with abusive relationships. And it's interesting because as much as getting out of relationships is quite different than just having, you know, a little bit of a crisis about who you are and your career path and what direction you want to take. I feel like there was a little bit of a commonality because in these abusive relationships, let's just say you created a version of yourself that you needed for survival, like I, I mentioned earlier, that version of yourself got you through chaos. And when I say survival, I don't necessarily mean a life or death situation, but you create a version of yourself to get you through the, the day to day of being in an environment that's not good for you or whatever that version of your life of you in that in that part of your life is happening at that moment. You create a version of yourself. And when you've moved on from that, you are still stuck with that version of yourself. And in order to let that go, you have to, you know, you have to kill off that version of yourself. And it's a really interesting thought because there's a grieving process that has to come with that. And that has been an interesting topic because you wouldn't think that that would be the case. You would think that you could just move on from something and continue going down this path and, you know, move right along. But then you start realizing that that version of yourself is conflicting with the life moving forward. And I have also been in this position before and I've spoken to so many people who have also been in this position where they've attached themselves to this version of themselves and now expect to operate well in their new life or their, you know, their growth phase. And they're realizing that it's not coinciding. And that version of themselves is also bringing in negative habits, negative self-talk, negative thought processes, and it's not aligning with who they are and who they are becoming. And that's where the conflict is happening with the identity because they're like, well, I've moved on from this. I've left this. Why am I not able to just fully become this new person? And it's because you haven't let go of that version of yourself. And for me, I noticed that because, and I can only speak on this personally because I feel like I've, I went through this and I'm still like years later, un, like unraveling and unbecoming this version of myself because that version of myself was so aggressive and maybe aggressive isn't even the word, but it was just so hard it was, and so calloused. And I loved that version of myself to a degree because it made me strong and it made me, you know, it made me have boundaries because that was my weak spot. So I, I adored, not even adored, but like I liked this version of myself because I knew if I was her, I would never allow myself to get hurt. And in the process of like all of this going on, I wasn't able to identify that. I can only say that now that I'm outside the box, but I, that version of myself allowed me to stay strong in my head. That, that version of myself was bulletproof. There's, there's no way anybody could hurt me because that version of myself got me out of this terrible situation. And I was really feeling like I needed that version of myself to tackle life. Um, but what I realized is after I started healing, I can't, I realized I can't keep that version of myself. I have to be thankful of that. But moving forward, I need to understand that I need to be a completely different person. So that's the healing process. And what I've also discovered is it's never linear. And I know we've talked about that a couple times as well. And what I mean by that is you could think that you are on your healing process, which you probably are. And in that healing process of getting better, getting better, getting better, it's never going to be just a straight trajectory up. You are going to have your ups and downs in between where you feel like you kind of maybe step backwards a little bit. And that's 
okay. And in those moments is where you have to realize and recognize what's happening. And I think that's, how am I trying to say this? I think that, you know, months, years down the line from the initial trauma happening, you'll realize that even though you're healing, you're going to start recognizing your patterns of slipping back into old ways and old habits. And the key there is to not think that you haven't done enough or you're not healing, but to recognize what's showing up for you and take a look at that and, you know, adjust. But that all falls into what we've talked about today and this whole identity crisis and this whole existential crisis and identity loss and feelings of unsure, like unsure feelings of where you're going and where you're at and how you've gotten to the places that you've gotten to is to just take a look at what's showing up for you because if it's showing up, it's trying to show you something. And I think it's really normal to experience. I think that when people say, you know, just get over things or, you know, you're fine or, you know, they, they kind of like give you these really short answers as to why you're experiencing th these things. I don't think that's deep enough for everybody. So when things like this show up for me, I really try and take a, a way deeper look and maybe, maybe it's a little excessive, but I really like understanding why I behave the way I behave, why I am the way I am and why things have become the way they've become. And I really think that they are rooted in things that you experience in your life, even all the way back to your childhood. So the second that I started taking that deep dive, I feel like it's really helped my evolution. And that's why I like to share those things because going back to what we had mentioned earlier about the first few episodes of this podcast, it was all about those feelings of what you were in at that moment and why being stuck there was so bad and identifying the traumas. But now we're evolving into the place of, okay, there's bad things that happen all the time to everybody and nobody's trauma is the same. I can't compare what I've been through to somebody else and think mine's more traumatic than theirs. It's, it's, it's situational to what you've been through, but it's really important to take a look at those things and how they've affected you and what you can do to grow through them and not just go through them. I know it's kind of cheesy, but someone once told me that, um, grow through what you go through. And there's a difference, I think, in experiencing something bad and playing victim to yourself and getting stuck in victim mentality versus understanding that bad things do happen and you can experience something bad and you can grow through it. You can take what you've experienced and I hate saying it, but like look at the silver lining of like, what is this here to teach me and move forward with that because there's no way to avoid bad things happening. You really have to like full send it in this life and just understand that we are not guaranteed just rainbows and roses every single day and shitty things are going to happen, but what are we going to do with that? And that's what I chose to do with Fearless. And that was one of the biggest things for me was understanding that I can't play victim to my own life anymore. And once I was able to realize that, I feel like everything changed. And then, you know, obviously like years later, here we are again experiencing some kind of identity, maybe even crisis isn't the right word, but just identity shift and understanding that now maybe some chapters are closing and we are changing and growing and evolving. And I, it's just crazy because I feel like I'm a different person sitting here at this desk than I was a year ago two years ago, almost three years ago now when this started. And it almost, you know, it makes me a little emotional because I have so much respect and empathy for the version of myself that started this podcast because she was so terrified. She was so terrified and, but also at the same time wanting to be so fucking strong. And 
it was like my inner child was fighting so hard to be heard and seen and felt. And not only my inner child, but that younger version of Christina that experienced so much trauma wanted to feel good on her own two feet. And she came in here scared as scared as hell and sat down and got it all out there. And now, you know, at this desk sits a very calm, still a little terrified of getting like articulating everything the right way version of myself, but also an evolved version. And so I think having grace and, you know, like, maybe grace isn't even the right word, but just, you know, having gratitude for every single version of yourself along your journey is really important because they are all here to teach and show you something. Um, And just understand that if you're ever experiencing some kind of identity crisis or, you know, just even point in your life where you're unsure of who you are anymore or where you want to be going, I think really going back to sitting down with yourself and picking out your why and thinking about the things of things about you that make who you who you are might be the foundational things on where to start with that because even if it isn't something where you have to have a why about it like this podcast where I definitely feel like there is a strong why as to why this is here let's say you're just in a position where you don't know what career path to choose anymore or you don't know what you want with your life anymore which can be a very scary thing for us Um, especially depending on like what generation you're in or what age group you're in and you feel like you want to start over, that can be a really terrifying thing. But that might be one of the best times for you to go back and ask yourself questions like, what do you like to do? What would make you the most happy right now if you can do it? If money wasn't an object, what would be something that you would do for free? Yes, obviously that's not going to pay your bills, but when you start identifying those kinds of questions for yourself, I feel like the answers are in all of those questions somewhere, but you have to be willing to sit down with yourself and really think about who you are as a person. And if you can go back that far and have someone ask you that question, like who is, who is Christina and you don't know, that's the very perfect time for you to start figuring out who you are because you should be able to know exactly who you are deep down at your core, what you like, what you don't like, what you want out of life, what you don't want out of life, what are your non-negotiables, what are things you won't stand for, and what are some things that you are expecting yourself to achieve out of this life. And I don't mean that as a dig to anybody who doesn't know that because I have been in that position a, a few times. And the only things that got me out of it were to really actually sit with myself and write those things down and actually answer those questions for myself. Because when you can start doing that, you are going to be so less likely to wind up in situations that you don't belong in because the people who wind up in situations that they don't belong in, in relationships they don't belong in, they at the core do not understand who they are or even what they want. And you're so much more susceptible to winding up in toxicity or just getting into positions where you're lost running a dead end job that you have no idea why you're in. And I feel like those are such those are those are the things that wind up creating unhappiness and creating feelings of unworthiness because you are running on someone else's timeline other than your own. But yeah, I I really do think that going back to your why and going back to your self-identification are really important for all of these topics that we talked about today. And they aren't things that I think that you should just do one time. These are things that you are going to have to keep doing over and over and over again, because like we mentioned, you are going to continuously evolve throughout this life and you are going to shed layers of yourself that are no longer serving you. 
And you need to figure out the whys and understandings of that new evolved version of yourself every single time. So just like, you know, you peel back onions, uh, layers on an onion, you are going to be that person. You are going to be peeling back layers every single day, month, year of your life and meeting new versions of yourself. One of my favorite things that my sister once told me was, you know, life is a process of unbecoming. And that was so interesting to me. I, I actually probably, I might've butchered the way she said that, but her message with that was, you know, as much as we are becoming something in our lives and we are becoming bigger, greater, bolder, more evolved versions of ourselves, we are also unbecoming things that we don't want to be anymore that we have shaped ourselves into by default, or maybe not even by default, but by society, by the people that we've hung around, the environments that we've been in. So as much as like we are evolving and becoming, we are also unlearning and unbecoming things that we don't need, want, or you know, deserve anymore. So it's a really interesting process. And it's one that I feel like is going to be never fully understood or never fully learned, I guess you can say. But as you grow and evolve, you are going to learn more and more about that process and discover things about yourself. Some of the things that I, you know, kind of relate to that were there were habits and patterns about myself and just characteristics that I feel like I took on to become a version of myself that I thought I needed in certain moments of my life. Like I had mentioned earlier that now that you're evolving to a new state, you might not need anymore. And those habits, patterns, and traits need to go in order for you to become a better version of yourself. And that is the unlearning because you have subconsciously programmed yourself into behaving and acting certain ways because you needed to be that way for a certain situation, but it might not have been the most favorable situation. So moving forward, you have to unlearn those things about yourself or those traits about yourself and leave them and heal them and understand why you were doing those things because understanding will help you kind of process it. Like for instance, if you had a bad habit at, you know, being an avoidant, um, you are naturally going to be the person that in arguments or in times that are really tough with family, relationships, friends, you are going to be that person that avoids conflict, avoids talking about things, just kind of goes and, uh, and isolates yourself because that's the way you process things, which typically is not really a good healthy habit to have. But if you've developed that because of an environment that you were in moving forward, when you want to heal, you can't be that version of yourself anymore. When in the past, that version of yourself may have felt good because it was avoidant. It was avoiding conflict. It was avoiding having to face the music and whatever you were dealing with, but now moving forward, you can't take that version of yourself. So you need to unlearn the habits and the, the triggers that got you to that place. And that's not, that's not an easy thing to look at. I have many times been in therapy, been in conversations with friends, been in relationships, even just dating scenarios where I've had triggers come up that have triggered a past version of myself. And I was like, holy fuck, like this, this is not, this isn't it. And not only you know, did it present to me that that was not the right position, but or position that 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 was not the right environment for me. It was triggering a version of myself that I had moved on and put in the past. And it's a big eye opening experience to recognize when new things come into your life and they're triggering old versions of yourself. And like you're like, this is not this is not what I want to experience. So 
not only does it allow you to, you know, be conscious enough to recognize when those things come up, but it also provides you a space to be like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to see an old version of Christina spark up again. Why is, why is she, why is she showing up? You know, maybe there's something that I still need to heal about myself because it doesn't necessarily mean that the person or environment in front of you is bad, but you have to ask yourself, is this a person that aligns with this new version of myself? Or is this purely a trigger that's bringing up stuff from my past that I need to take a look at? And that's the introspective work that really helps you evolve. Is it easy? Fuck no. Like I, <laughs> it's honestly probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with, but getting conscious and doing all of this work is going to make you more adaptable to situations like this where when a trigger comes up you just don't run for the hills and you actually can sit and examine parts of yourself and your environments to figure out why you are the why why you are the way you are and why you're experiencing these things and I feel like I'm I, I'm a strong believer that the more specific and deep you can get on these topics the quicker you can heal and self and you can heal yourself and identify what you're experiencing on your your current level and your current reality right now. So I hope all of that made sense. I feel like I probably could ramble on about this topic and lose my sense of direction, but I really just wanted to get in here today to talk about this because not only am I experiencing it myself, but I have been experiencing an exceptional amount of growth um, and just self-reflection. And it's also made me really excited to relaunch Fearless again for season three come January, 2024 with a lot of different topics because that was the other thing. I felt like I was running my topics into the ground and there's only so much you can do with talking about things that you've been through. Um, and I was getting to a point, I was even talking to Allie Harding recently, who was also on the podcast in the very beginning. We talked about our stories that had helped shaped our our social medias and our own podcasts. And I was like, you know, do you ever get sick of talking about what you went through? And she was like, absolutely. There's times where I've just wanted to disappear off the internet and, and like delete everything that I've done because I just don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want people to ask me about it. But that is also something that shaped your reality. And we had a really good conversation on how to kind of redirect and reformat what we have utilized to originally gain traction and to build up our stories and the platform and just redirect it and change that energy flow. And I think that that also kind of goes hand in hand with all of this. So I hope all of that hit home for you guys, or at least some of you guys. And if you are experiencing any kind of identity crisis or imposter syndrome or any of this, I really do encourage you guys to go back and listen to a few of the other podcasts about these subjects. And just know my DMs are always open. And I really look forward to sharing with you guys some new messages and some new topics on Fearless in 2024. Um, until then, we'll see you guys next time.